Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm Florence Bremer. I'm your host. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 23 years, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. Please join me on this journey in finding tips to live our best life. This podcast I am calling Come Hide Away With Me. And the reason why I'm calling it that is because I'm hiding. This is Sunday, June 12th, and I'm hiding the whole day. And I'll tell you the reasons in a minute. I have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to celebrate. In a lot of ways, I'm having a lot of fun. But in, on the same wave, a ton of stressors right now, just a lot going on. So it's June, about the middle, and I've discovered that June is a particularly busy month, probably one of the busiest months of the year for me. I have a lot going on, professionally and personally. So personally, I'm having this crazy June, and I do, I have a crazy June quite a bit. My birthday is June 10th, and I'll tell you about my party. I just turned 50. So I wanted to have a bit of a party. And I had one. And it was great. My grandson, Adam, his birthday is June 10th. So now we have this like kind of dual celebration going on. He had a kid's birthday party on June 4th. On June 10th during the day, we went and celebrated my daughters found a Louisiana restaurant. And we went there Uh, It's called Flavors of Louisiana. It's in Tempe. One person was working there. She was the waitress and the cook. (laughs) It was kind of hilarious. It ended up being a great story. And it was pretty good. It had the best hush puppies I've ever had in my life. It had hush puppies the way that they should be. Just like a deep fried piece of cornbread. And light and fluffy on the inside. But then everything else was fried too. So it was like all this fried food, which was kind of a lot. And we also went to the Dinosaur Museum. And um, then I had to come back from my party. And on my way back, I was picking up candy from Seas Candy. And I was picking up cupcakes from Sprinkles because I wanted to have fun desserts. Every June is the recital for my daughter's dance school. This recital has really just become like the bane of my existence. I love the dance school. They're so sweet. They're so nice. But they have the recital in mid-June. They used to have it in my town, but now they have it, Oh, it's not super far, but about 20 miles because that's the only venue that they can find that can accommodate it. So it's just like a bit of a pain. I stopped inviting my whole family to come watch Maggie dance because it's just too much of a hassle. And we, I feel like I'm jumping around a lot, but I have so much to tell you. So we went to the recital. That was yesterday, the 11th. It's always on or around my birthday, which is a pain. And um, my sister-in-law said to me, she goes, why isn't this recital in May? 
And I said, oh my gosh, that actually would be perfect if it was the weekend before Memorial Day. It's before we hit the real heat. Um, it's before like vacation season starts. It wouldn't fall on my birthday. Like there was a million reasons for it. And I don't know if it'll ever happen that way. My daughter will have, I think, three more years of um, dancing at the school if she finishes through her senior year. So maybe three more years I can put up with it. But we went, I bought a whole roll of tickets because I wasn't sure who would go and I wanted to have tickets for them. And then I figured if I had extra seats, it was fine. We had extra space to spread out, whatever. And my mom and dad um, were going and they showed up early, but they were treated so rudely when they asked sort of like, where do we need to go? And the person directed them to get in line and buy some tickets. They said, get in that long line and buy some tickets if you want to go in. And all my mom was trying to figure out was where you go. <laughs> like she knew I was coming with tickets and on our way there, um, so my daughter's older now, and on our way there, I said, oh, you know, now that she's older, like, I don't really have to get her ready. And I said, oh, but do you have everything? And we're about halfway there. And she goes, I don't have part of my costume. And I said, do you need it? And she's like, yeah. And and she really did. Because when we saw, I saw the dance, it was like a big part of the costume. So we had to turn around and go back. In the meantime, my mom and dad left. Um instead of waiting a couple more minutes, but they were just frustrated. So my sister-in-law and I go to the seats and there's a, a family sitting there in our row. And I said, these are our seats. And so my sister-in-law and I are sitting there. So in my seats, they let us have two of our own seats. I own, I bought eight of them, but here you can have two. So, and then we were just um, all snuggled up to this other family that wasn't our family on so I I basically paid for this other family to watch the show and I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it I don't know if I if I just let it go it's just like one of the things you just let go in your life or do you contact the school and let them know like I, I don't know what to do but in any event so I was just frustrated about it and we're also having a heat wave this weekend so it was so hot and she was performing in two shows. They actually are doing the schedule amazing. They used to do this thing where the kids performed in three shows. Each show was three and a half hours. And a lot of kids have multiple dances. Mine, one year she did two uh, dances, but every year she just does one. So it's a lot of waiting around to see her dance for one dance. And now they did it. And it was kind of a response to COVID where they did hour and a half shows. And that's amazing. Like, it's so great. So my sister-in-law and I saw Maggie dance in the first show. And then we had a couple hours to kill. So we went and got a pedicure, got some coffee, and went to Big Lots and bought some sheets for Maggie's camp. My youngest daughter, Maggie, is having the busiest month ever she's gonna be so tired so she just finished up dance um she had a long rehearsal she had the recital 
and that was yesterday and today is Sunday the 12th and she left at 7 this morning to go to church camp in Flagstaff from Sunday to Thursday night and then Thursday night she gets home and Friday we leave for California for a myriad of things like this is just sort of a a weekend where a bunch of stuff is happening at once. I'm going to the Corolla family barbecue. I'm going to record for the film vault. So I'll let you know when that recording comes out. And also, um, we're going to use our universal passes probably for the last time. They expire in August and I don't think that I'll be back unless Maggie and I take a shot and take one more trip. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know that I'll renew the Universal Passes. They changed them substantially where it was such a good deal before. If you went like one and a half times, it really made it worth it. And it was always great if you were in the area for something else where you could go to Universal and spend the day. And if you spent an hour, it was fine because you, you had a pass. And then you got, um, you know, to get, spend a day at Halloween Horror Nights. And what they used to include in the past was you would get a day of front of the line every time you went. Now they changed it to where you get front of the line from 3 p.m. till the end of the day. Well, the park closes at 6. So for some reason, they're giving you front of the line for three hours. The other crazy thing is, is that mainly, in my experience, the park is busier at the end of the day when everyone from Southern California is getting off of work and coming in and spending the last few hours of the day there. Like getting there early, you usually don't need the front of the line so much. So I don't know why it's crazy like that, but I am probably not going to renew these passes. So we have this California trip too. And then um, it's my mom and dad's anniversary. We always do something as a group. This year I'm going to uh, have a I want a certificate for a wine tasting so I'm going to have a wine tasting at my house and we're going to get pizza from our favorite pizza place called Spinato's it's in Phoenix so I'll send someone to go pick up a big order and um, what else oh the state bar convention is in June it was I can't remember if it was virtual last year or in Tucson in any event I wasn't there it wasn't in, in person I think it was virtual, actually. And this year it's in person, and I'll spend two days there. So it's just like everything, everywhere, all at once, to quote the title of that movie that I love. <laughs> and um, then I had a bunch of personal stuff, too, like personal need-to-take-care-of-my-body type things. Um, I needed a massage. I've been in a ton of pain in my lower back and hip. Still doing my spin classes, so I'm getting exercise in when I can. I had a client treat me to a Tibetan massage. It was a two-hour procedure. It was like crazy good. Um, very different than anything I've had before, but great. I also had to get my hair done. I was gray. I was gray like a witch. I just looked terrible. So that was done. And so I've had and all of these things to like keep my body going and have the hair on my head not be gray and white. When I was getting my hair done, my stylist kind of lifted up my hair to put the dye on it. She goes, you have a white streak. And I had noticed it before. A streak of white just showing my horror 
<laughs> and like how stressed I am. I'm just like, I can't even believe this. So this is June. It's crazy. I do want to talk about my birthday for a second. First of all, anyone who reached out to me for birthday wishes, thank you so much. It was my 50th. I never thought I would be this old and here I am. I'm so grateful on so many levels. I, my office has been busier than it's ever been and it's just been a whirlwind couple of years with how the world is too so you have all the you know stress from the world but then also a lot of good times incorporated into it so I wanted to like really celebrate my birthday so first of all I was having the hardest time keeping it free from hearings Every time I opened up a minute entry, say June 10th, and uh, it finally got to where they, and they were going to be telephonic, so that was good. Someone wanted to hire me for an in-person hearing on June 10th, and I knew that day I would just be busy, so I turned it down. But I had some virtual hearings pop up, virtual and telephonic. So two of them went away, and then... One was at 3.30, an oral argument. And so I brought my file with me and I did a oral argument for a motion for summary judgment at the Dinosaur Museum in Mesa. So my family was walking around enjoying the dinosaurs. I found a bench and did the oral argument. I was kind of disgruntled, but after it was over, I thought, okay, like that worked. You know, thank goodness it's not you know, more stuff is becoming virtual and telephonic because in prior years, I would have had to put on a suit, go to Mesa because it was court in Mesa and really have missed my entire day of being able to take the day off and have went and did an oral argument instead. So got that done. And then for my birthday, I ordered a food truck. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done. A food truck came and parked in my driveway. You never realize how big a food truck is till you see it in your driveway. Like if you're at a park, it doesn't seem that big. They're really big. And um, I just had everybody go to the truck and they ordered food. They would come in with the containers and sit down. Uh, there were drinks on the food truck, which I didn't really think through, I guess, when I ordered it. And um, I had some drinks in the house as well. Which is okay, because if they're not drinking those sodas that are in the house, the sodas and water, then there will be, um, we'll drink them, you know, in the future. We had the cupcakes from Sprinkles, I had the candy out. The only downside was where it's one of the most crazy hot weekends ever, and um, it's heat advisory, I think, throughout most of the U.S., and it's just unbearable. You know, we took my daughter to camp this morning at 7, and it was already yucky, and the sun is blaring, and I always keep my blinds open in my room because I love the sun coming in. The last couple of days, I've kept them closed just to keep it cooler in there. Uh, the There was a lot of people. I had a couple of friends. My kids had their friends. Uh, my whole family was there. 
And it just felt warm in the house. But we had drinks, we had good food, everyone enjoyed the food truck. It was not um, all you could eat, but you could get up to like 500 and something in the two hours. And then if you went over, they charged you more. So I definitely wanted to make sure we met that minimum because otherwise I was paying for nothing. And I think we went $50 over. So I would have rather went $50 over than $50 under and uh, tipped out, tipped them out. And it just was great. It just worked out really nice. I didn't have to prepare food. Um, you know, usually I'm cooking in the kitchen and, or putting out the food in the kitchen. Just people went out to the truck truck ordered brought it back in we had so much trash (laughs) like I like I feel guilty about it there was so much trash but um it was a fun party and I danced like I hadn't danced in forever and we were dancing like crazy and there was a lot of young people there so they were dancing more than I did and and I in fact I was like come on guys dance for me entertain me (laughs) and I wore um heels which I kept on until probably midnight. I went to bed, I think at one, I never go to bed that late. And then I woke up at 6am, like a shot went through me. And I wanted to go back to sleep, but I couldn't go back to sleep. So I got up for a few hours and um, my daughter and grandson spent the night. So the two grandsons were able to eat breakfast together. And that was nice. And then around the uh, my daughter took you know, my one grandson home. She doesn't live with me. And then the other grandson went for a nap. And I said, I'm taking a nap before this recital. So I took the sweatiest, deepest nap ever, probably like a two hour nap, got up, showered and went to the the recital. So that's it. Now it's Sunday and I'm in hiding. Like I am in my room. I have my laptop. I've been starting to go through emails. I had my email where I could not really get to it starting like Friday morning. So I have a ton of emails. So I'm taking them in bulk, which will be one of the things that I talk about today. Talk about um, email and, and making it piecemeal and trying to make it a little bit manageable. Um, and I have a response to a motion to dismiss and a couple of other small projects that I'm working on. Not really small, small, but if I can just sit down and have some time to do it, I can get through them. And that's what I'm using this Sunday for. So I want to tell you about something else I have going on. So I signed up kind of as a treat for myself. These seminars that are being sponsored by the state bar, they're virtual. They go from 7.45 in the morning to 8.45 in the morning every Thursday in June. So there's five of them. There's five Thursdays in June. Every seminar is about digital detox, time management, managing your email inbox, managing expectations, having time for yourself, really good stuff like that. Plus it's ethics credit hour, which is great because you always need um, three hours of ethics every year. I'm actually ahead of the game. <laughs> My, I had carry for carry forward hours from last year. So this will actually carry forward to next year. 
But because the seminars are just starting to get back on track, I feel behind, um, even though technically I'm not. But I, I just like to be ahead of it. There was one year, our deadline for CLE is June 30th, and there was one year that I had to squeeze in ethics credits doing a video seminar like on June 29th, you know, like the day before the cutoff because I didn't have enough of the ethics credit. So this seminar is a treat to myself. And when I signed up, I had this vision of sitting at my kitchen counter or sitting on this little couch that I have in my bedroom or sitting in my little library um, and having a cup of coffee and just really like absorbing these seminars and, and finding tips to help me. Here's what happened on the first one. I had a settlement conference starting at nine o'clock. So as I was planning for the day, I thought, well, I can't just sit there and relax from 745 to 845. I'm going to be getting ready. And I did get up super early. I got up at five so I could not be like running out the door to the settlement conference. But I had to head to the office around 8-ish, 8.30 to meet the client there. So I was going to have to go there in the middle of the seminar. So 7.45 comes around. I'm putting my makeup on. I put on the seminar. So for part of the seminar, I'm putting makeup on. Then I'm running around the house. I'm gathering my files, gathering my bags, getting my shoes on, and my phone is in my purse, and I'm listening to the seminar with it in my purse. Then I drive to my office. I continue to listen to the seminar. I listen to it on my Bluetooth on my radio. Then I set up my phone and I watch the rest of it while I'm getting ready for the settlement conference at my desk. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I can't have an hour a week for something just for myself. <laughs> I was very disgruntled, like very disgruntled. And it was such a hard way to start off something that was really important to me. This last Thursday was much better. I did it at my kitchen counter while I had coffee and um, it was much more enjoyable and I got more out of it. But here was some things that I was learning that I wanted to share with you guys. This it, the, the statistics mainly apply to an attorney. It was specifically structured towards an attorney's day but I think for many people it will be very similar the person who was doing the conferences I think he said he gets about 100 to 150 emails a day I get about 300 again a lot of them are ones that I can delete instantly but it's still 300 that's on my email for the office I have a personal email for like shopping and stuff like that, I get about 150 to 200 every day on those. So close to 500 emails a day. It's a lot. Um, most attorneys get somewhere between 15 and 20 calls. Sometimes less, sometimes more. You will have someone walk into your office about 15 times a day. And um, walk-ins are very difficult. My staff, you know, needs to come in and talk to me a lot during the day. And for some reason, 
we have a lot of people who will just stop by the office. Luckily, I have Renee who sits out front, so she's able to field a lot of these. But sometimes she's runs to the store or runs to mail things, and then I have to handle the walk-in. You get 30 to 40 text messages a day. Um, and I say that's about right. Sometimes I get more. Sometimes my texting is extremely busy. They had five email to internet curiosity breaks. That was more for social media, which leads to an interruption every one to two minutes. When I did the math on that, I thought, no wonder I can't get anything done during the day. What I've been doing recently is I get up at five and I work on things for a couple of hours before I'll either get in the shower and go to the office. Sometimes I'll do a cycling class in the morning and then shower and go to the office because at the office, I can't get anything done. I, between emails, phone calls, talking to the staff, looking at the work that they've done, the projects that I'm trying to work on aren't happening. And this, from the seminar that I attended, it said, this is why smart people, smart, productive people are having problems with underperforming, memory fog, mental and physical exhaustion. You're just constantly hit by things. So um, one of the suggestions they had was don't check social media so much. I will tell you this, that's not my problem. Like that does that doesn't affect me at all. Every once in a while, I go on Facebook. And I don't mean every once in a while per day. I mean, per week, you know, like maybe once a week, I'll go and check out some new pictures that of people what they're doing. um, See if anyone's sent me anything on Messenger. Um, Just take a few minutes and see if anyone's liked any of my recent posts. I don't do a lot of posting. I posted a picture when we went to New York and uh, I post my podcast. That's really kind of it. Every once in a while, I'll do something else. I went on Facebook on my birthday because I love to see the birthday wishes. It's so fun. Like sometimes people you haven't heard from in a long time. Like I love it, love it. So that's not my problem. It My problem really is the constant emails. If I didn't have the constant emails, the calls, the walk-ins, the text messages, that would become all more bearable. But the constant emails is, it's like too much. So some tips that they had was doing a digital detox, which is not just walking away, like going off the grid, living in the desert for a week, but really setting boundaries. And what I've tried to do is there, the suggestion that the person who was doing the conference did was to just have a index card or a post-it, which tells you five times a day that you answer email. And I looked at his schedule and I still thought it was still over three hours a day on that schedule. It was um, like an hour in the morning, half an hour midday, 
an hour and a half, like mid-morning, half an hour, midday about an hour and a half, and then about another hour and a half more towards the end of the day. And it still was three and a half hours. And I thought, that's crazy. But that was a good idea to like really get away from it. What I try to do is set a timer at various times and say, I'm going to get through a bunch of emails in the next 30 minutes. That works somewhat, but I will tell you what has happened to me quite a bit. Unless it's something where I have to walk out the door, and even then I found myself having it difficult to pull away from email. And then all of a sudden I'm like running out the door, I'm sprinting out the door because I was answering that one more email, the two more emails, three more emails. So a trick that I'll use, and I, and I have to work on this myself, is setting a timer. So I set it for 30 minutes. And then as soon as the 30 minute ends, I can't go back and do five more emails, 10 more emails. Sometimes I'll do amounts of emails where I'll go, okay, I have 100 emails in my inbox. I'm going to do 50 right now, and that'll be half of it. And then I'm going to go back to whatever project I'm working on or go through these phone calls. I have tried in the past, and in the past, I could say, even currently, where I will try to answer emails while I'm on phone calls. That is a recipe for failure. What I can do sometimes is just go through my emails and clean them up and start deleting ones that can be deleted. But to sit down and like try to actually write an email while you're on a call with someone, it's one of those things where you're you're holding the phone between your ear and your shoulder, your neck is pinching, you're trying to type, you're trying to concentrate on what you're typing, and you're failing at that, and you're trying to concentrate on what the people are saying, and you're failing at that, because you're doing too many things at one at once, which is what my daughter told me. I don't remember what I was telling her. Um, I think I told her I was multitasking. And she goes, you know, there's no such thing as multitasking, right? No one can multitask. It can't be done. You end up failing, like move on. So I am trying to remember that as well. Like there's no such thing as multitasking. Um, So just need to stay away from that and break things into categories. On phone calls, phone calls are really difficult for me because sometimes a phone call takes two or three minutes. I don't have those very often. A lot of my phone calls take 30 to 45 minutes. So when I'm calling, like I'm in for the long haul. This is not a quick thing where I can get off. So um, I'll try to like bulk my phone calls together and, and get them all done in a certain amount of time. All right. I think that's it. Um, oh, here was another tip on emails, which was the four D's of emails, which was delete, do, delegate, and delay. And what I was realizing about the word, um, the words delete and delegate, if you just add a GA to delegate, then, um, or if you had a GA to delete, then you get delegate. So 
in my mind, I'm like, okay, the delete and the delegate are sort of together. Um, delete, you can completely get rid of it. Delegate, you're getting rid of it, but at some point it'll come back to you. Delay is you yourself are going to get back to it and do is just when you have to do it. I try to take care of emails that are less than five minutes, like right away. And if it is one where I need to go and find a document for somebody or I get an email and I'll have like 15 questions in it and I'm like, okay, this is going to take some considerable time to answer this. Then I will take a post-it or I'll write on my calendar and I'll say, you know, I'm just going to use a, a name that doesn't have any um, relevance to the cases I'm working on, Smith. I'll say like Smith email 2 p.m. Wednesday and know that I need to go back to that email and go ahead and answer it. So those are sort of the four categories. I am a big proponent of the delete and the do. Like I just want to get rid of them. And when it's a delay, that's harder for me because I can get bogged down in those, trying to put it in a do category when it really should be a delay. But I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. It actually helps me when I put it in the delay, something that I realized recently. So I had a bunch of emails uh, this week that were really delay emails. People needed a document, people needed a longer answer. I had to go ask someone a question before I could answer it, like things like that. And I made a post-it that had like four or five of those. And then at some point I sat down and I knocked them out like very quickly. Like once I just concentrated on here is these five emails and this is what I need for them. It was great. Okay, well, that's my... Um, topic of the day, which is um, hiding and getting things done, and also getting your email in order. Some things that I've seen recently that I want to share with you, things that I've seen or read. Um, I On HBO Max, there is a limited series called The Staircase, which is based on the documentary The Staircase. Very fascinating. And I sort of thought, initially like well why do you need a limited series when you have the documentary the limited series is is so much better than the documentary like you really are thinking about what can happen and then the uh the wife who died at the bottom of the staircase Kathleen Tony Collette plays her so she's just awesome to begin with but you see her like her as a living person, not just a corpse at the bottom of a staircase. So seeing as her living person with her desires and her dreams and her stresses. And I will say this, I mean, I guess it is going to be forever debated on whether Michael Peterson really, if whether he killed his wife Kathleen or not. In my opinion, I don't think he did. There's a lot of weirdo details to this case where it can make it appear as he did and and perhaps he did like I can't say with 100% certainty but based on the facts as I understand them I think it is more likely than not that he did not kill her the limited series too I don't think leans one way or another it sometimes you're like well 
that seems like he killed her. And then other times you're like, no, he didn't. And it does a masterful job of going back and forth. And Colin Firth plays Michael Peterson. And we all know Colin Firth, like sophisticated British, very handsome. And he does a great job with Michael Peterson. And uh, he's physically much different than him, but sort of gets down the physicality. I can't explain it. I just, this was a limited series that I really enjoyed. I finished Ozark. Um, I was fine with it. You know, they did a longer season four to wrap it up. I don't think they needed to do a longer season four. I think they could have made it tighter. And I think what they were, they, they probably didn't have enough for a season five. And so they just did a longer season four, but I actually think they could have cut a bunch of it and just made it more tight. It ended in a satisfactory way. Like people I think will be um, satisfied with the ending. There was one person I was pulling for that really didn't pan out for them. So that was a bit of a disappointment. But I think overall it was pretty good. I think it's good, worth watching, and I'm glad to like move on to some movies and stuff. This um, last week where everything was so busy and it's starting to get hot, and I, and I was so tired of like just being like completely overwhelmed with everything. On Monday night, I said to my husband, I said, let's hop in the car with Maggie and go and see Top Gun. You know, like a totally mindless movie. We don't need to think about it. We'll probably miss the first few minutes. Um, to be totally great. So we went and um, I, I'm tired of cooking. <laughs> like I, I feel like sometimes my kitchen is like a commercial kitchen where I'm just constantly cooking, cleaning, dishes, shopping, it just is forever going on. I feel like I'm running a restaurant. I said, I don't want to cook. We went to the movies and we got flatbread and pretzels and popcorn and just sat down and watched Top Gun. It is a super fun movie. It is unintentionally hilarious. If um, Tom, So Tom Cruise is back as Maverick. And his love interest is Jennifer Conley. As far as I could tell, her only duties were to look pretty and be super understanding to anything Tom Cruise was doing. So she was, in a way, like completely wasted as um, as a character. But she still was good. I mean, she looked beautiful and she was good in her part. But that was just kind of funny. Like she had no personality or anything <laughs> except just to be sweet and understanding. And then... Um, Miles Teller plays the son of Goose, Anthony Edwards' character. And so if, if you don't want to hear anything about Top Gun or the original Top Gun, fast forward through this. But Goose dies in the original Top Gun. And so Miles Teller is the son. It, one of the first scenes of the movie, Miles Teller walks into a bar. And I'm like, why is he dressed exactly like Goose from... The 1980s movie. And I don't mean his uniform. I mean his casual clothes. It's like a Hawaiian shirt open with a tank top underneath it. The same sunglasses. The same mustache. 
I could not stop laughing. Like, it was so funny. It's like, your dad died 40 years ago and you're wearing his clothes. It just cracked me up the whole time. And then um, in the original Top Gun, Anthony Edwards sings Great Balls of Fire on a piano. And Miles Teller does it too. <laughs> this kid is not going to be singing the song. If he's singing a song on a piano, it's going to be anything else, not Great Balls of Fire. So I just was laughing. Like, you know, like trying what they did to like connect the two movies was so implausible. A movie that I gave up on yesterday was I signed up for Peacock because they were putting a lot of movies on it that are at the movies. And I heard a lot of good things about the movie called Ambulance. It's like an action heist movie. And just right off the bat, it just threw me. I don't know if I'll go back and see the end because I was so frustrated with it. But um, I cannot think of the actor's name, but he played... Candyman, the new Candyman, in the um, remake of Candyman that was out last year. If you want to see that guy in a movie, watch him in Candyman instead of, I think his first name is Yah, Yah, and watch him in Candyman instead of in Ambulance. And um, he is the brother of Jake Gyllenhaal, and it starts off where. That character, uh, his 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 name is Dan. Um, no, Danny is Jake Gyllenhaal's. I can't remember the name of the of the brother. Um, I'll just call him Candyman for purposes of this review. So Candyman has a wife, and in he's on the phone with an insurance company, and he's trying to get the insurance to cover a surgery, and he is a veteran from the military, and. Right away, I'm just completely thrown on it because there, what kind of experimental surgery would be so life saving that it would still be experimental but needed to save a life that it's not covered by insurance? Number one, and two, um, he is a hero, he could have a GoFundMe page that would take care of it all, or you just rack up the debt. And um, start making payments, like lots of people do on medical bills. But he's desperate for money to pay for the surgery. Because in the movie, because he's a good guy, it has to be a good guy purpose. You know, it can't be like, I want to buy an island in the Caribbean. Like, it has to be a selfless purpose. So he goes and sees his brother, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is like, we're doing this heist. We're going to get $32 million. And we're going to do it right now. Like right now, right this second, you know, and you help me with this and you'll be rich and you can pay for the surgery. So immediately his candy man is on it and goes to go do this heist. And I'm like, no, no, he wouldn't do this. He has a baby at home. He has a sick wife. The risks are too great. His brother is just telling him about this. He would back off from it. And um, then, the, you know, it was all supposed to be nonviolent. That was the, the big thing, nonviolent. And as part of it, a police officer gets shot. And they're trying to save him in an ambulance. And their big 
like the whole big thing of the movie is that this police officer can't die or then these guys will really be in trouble. And I'm like, what are you talking about? After this point of like the entire, L it takes place in LA, the entire LAPD is chasing you. You have shot a cop who may recover. Whether he lives or dies, you are still in a crap load of trouble. This is not something where if he survives, then you're free and clear on this. It's a bank robbery. It's a federal crime. It's a huge deal. And they just kept acting like, oh, if we can keep him alive, then, you know, we'll be okay. Like, all this will be okay. So it was just so implausible. My husband got so mad. He, um, like, just marched into the garage to go work on something. And then I turned it off because I wasn't about to watch it by myself. So if you're going to go see something, I'd say go at, at the movies, go see Top Gun. It's super fun. On HBO, see The Staircase. I'm going to go see Jurassic World this week. It is my last piece of uh, gift, I guess, for my grandson and for myself. Um, Jurassic, the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies have always been really important to me. They always seem to come out in June. And the first one came out in June 93 when I was pregnant with my first daughter. And I was so hot and so big. And I still had three months to go. And I remember sitting in the theater and just feeling it was dark and cool. And I just felt so comfortable when I was not feeling much comfort at all. And so now this other one, it was released on my birthday. I tried to get a theater over the weekend and it was just all sold out. And everyone is at the movies this weekend because it is 2 million degrees in Arizona. All right. Thank you so much for, for listening. I hope you are hiding too and getting stuff done or resting or doing whatever you want. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Patreon under Florence Legally Burnett Bonafide Legal, Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Burnett. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Facebook under my law office. And my website is brummerlaw.com. I will be back in two weeks to talk some more at you. Thanks. Bye-bye.